Yo, your phone just went off. Are you gonna <laughs> you gonna make no. that stop making noises? No. Um, yeah, I suppose I can. Yeah, that might that might be nice. Or, and, or know, I won't. Semi-professional. Or I won't. One of the two. Uh, how you doing? Uh, getting over a cold. Still. So if I sound extra sexy, you got knocked on your butt for a week from a cold. Yeah. Uh, like I yeah. I, last Friday was the last time we recorded, and I missed that day. Through the weekend, the weekend sucked. Went into work on Monday for an hour, and then sent myself home because I was like couldn't even make it through a 15-minute meeting without having to step out to cough twice. So, yeah. Are you not allowed to cough in a meeting? Is that a faux pas? I, I <laughs> don't want to be rude. Like, th- these were going to be hacky coughs. You know, it's like, an, you know, everybody in the company in one meeting, kind of what's going on in the morning meeting. So you missed a whole week due to a cold? No, I missed four hours on Friday and seven hours on Monday. Oh, okay. And then the rest of the week I went in. Oh, okay. So you were still you were still sick now, and you were like messaging me at like two thirty in the afternoon asking about the movies. So I was like, he's not at work. It's yeah, it's Good Friday. Is it Good Friday? Oh yeah, it's Sunday coming up. Yeah. Well, that makes in sense. fact, last week we discussed that we could do this at any time because I have the whole day off. That's true. Yep, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of last time we recorded though. Mm-hmm. I need you to fill in the gaps. Okay. I don't. I don't remember anybody leaving <laughs> i know jason was telling me he left when we were playing santorini and then we were going to play azul mm-hmm. i have no memory of him leaving and did uh, somebody spill a beverage you did you spilled basically an entire beverage did i uh-huh on my phone yeah because yeah okay on your phone and it filled up like the little reservoirs in the thing oh and uh you and ben like we're cleaning up that thing, and I was cleaning up the like board game pieces that got wet. Oh, that got wet too. It like not. It was like it was the the tile? plastic pieces, so it was oh, okay. fine. Yeah, it was like the tile bag got a little wet, and like those black pieces or whatever. Yeah, because I came down the next morning and there was like a bowl, and then it was like filled with sopping wet paper mm-hmm. towels, and I was like, somebody spilled something. So when did I? So I got sick. Apparently, uh, I was puking. When I left, you were puking really hard in the bathroom downstairs. Yeah. So did I just did you guys or was I like you guys are leaving or what? You what were happened? like, hey guys, I'm going to bed. You could do whatever. I think I might throw up first. <laughs> Good night. I have no recollection. Of and that. then you went upstairs, and I went. I followed you up the stairs, like a couple minutes later, and you were puking as i was walking out the door yeah so. no recollection it's fun which, which is embarrassing because like i associate uh like puking like that with like doing gager bombs and like shots which is not at all what i do no but when i break it down to like you start drinking at eight and you drink it till three in the morning mm-hmm. and again it's not like jaeger bombs like frat boys it's like sitting around bull- bullshitting yeah and you just have whiskey and coke the whole time yeah <laughs> You up. puke because your brain says, nah, man, like, that's enough. I'm done, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's literally why your body pukes. No, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right, but I'm, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it's embarrassing because it's, it's not, it's not like shots. I mean, yeah. it ends up being the same thing to your body, but. Yeah, well, you know, we have people coming over in, in like an hour and uh, 
We're going to have to have a very important conversation, Russ. We are? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a letter in my back pocket <laughs> that I'm going to read. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, sorry about that. If that got weird. I don't know. I don't like I, it. It's not good. True. Your girlfriend puked a lot when she came over. Yeah. She drank too much. <laughs> and puked on my kitchen floor. Yeah. <laughs> which I had to clean up, which was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. She just didn't eat before she came over. And so... It all hit our system pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, Which she's still super fucking embarrassed about. She, like, kind of doesn't want to ever come over again because it's like, <laughs> that's the place where I puked. <laughs> They're going to think that I'm just, like, She's been here since. She's been here since. Yeah. We probably. did Gremlins after that. Yeah. Um, well, other than being sick, how was your week? I mean, that was it, really. Yeah. It was being sick. Uh, the Notre Dame thing's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, and, and what's kind of cool is like an atheist and a good portion of my friends are atheist or at least agnostic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like universally the response that I've seen from people that are anti Christianity or just not pro right. is still look like a collective. Oh fuck. That sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it's not about like burning. Cause it's church. a historic it's, building. Yes. It's yeah. a huge deal. It's, yeah. it's way more than just the religious factor of it. Right. Like, yeah. I wouldn't give two shits if like the brand new mega churches that are built with <laughs> zero tax uh, being paid right. that are worth tons of money. I mean, that would suck. But at the same time, I'd be like, well, the insurance company gets paid. Another local contractor gets a bunch of work. That's not so bad. Yeah. This is a totally different story. And it, yeah. it sucks, man. Yeah. The best thing I think that came out of it was a tweet that I read was um, that officials are not yet sure what caused the fire. But Quasimodo has a hunch. Nice. It, it, <laughs> I was like, this is what I need. This is what the world needs in this time of tragedy. Yeah. It's, it, but I don't think it ended up it's being a, nearly as bad as you would have thought, right? Like, it's bad. Oh, like, it, you, it, like yeah, it took down, like, a spire and stuff. But, like, but like most of the big-time paintings and stuff, they got out. And, like... The, but the all the general, stained glass is gone. Yeah, but the general structure and everything, for the most part, is still there. Because like when the top opened up, that gave the pla- the heat a place to go, mm-hmm. so that the walls could stay in place. So yeah. like when they were saying it had been burning for like nine hours and there were four hundred firefighters, like what could burn that long yeah. and not be just gone? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Both went there, huh? Yep. Got real original thoughts here. Uh-huh. That's what you showed up for. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is our podcast yeah that's what we do mm-hmm. uh i saw another one of those videos that i talked to you about before uh where people were using uh homeless people as props okay but it really made me frustrated so this one was like a, a youtuber uh that uh uh homeless guy fell asleep so he put money in his bag mm-hmm. so the guy woke up saw there was x amount of dollars then he went to Target and bought stuff, the homeless guy, uh, which later they say it was like a sleeping bag and shoot like homeless guy things. Yeah. 100%. Ju- like that's exactly what he should be buying. Mm-hmm. Right. So then the YouTuber goes over and sits on a bench and has a fake conversation on the phone where he's talking about buying uh, medicine for his daughter and he doesn't have the money to do it. Yeah. So homeless dude goes, returns all of his sleeping bags and everything and gives the guy the money, right? And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like this heartfelt thing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
they're toying with this guy's emotions, like using him totally as a prop. And they probably had to have went through five, six other people mm-hmm. that overheard and was like, that sucks, but I kind of don't want to freeze to death tonight. So I'm going to keep worse, my... Or worse, it's an actor. Or worse, it's an actor. Yeah, it's even worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't like it. Yeah. I, or better, it's an actor, because then you're not fucking with real people. I guess. I don't, I don't know. The whole thing just makes me uncomfortable. Like people are, were that shared it. were like, Oh, this is use this as inspiration. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. Like you were, it'd be, di- it's, it's an inspirational video. If you just watch the video, but the moment you think about how that was made at all, then it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. It's like the sausage is good, but when you see how it's made, maybe it's not so palatable. Oh, it's, uh, it's just, I don't like it. It just doesn't make me comfortable in any in any way. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. And I don't like it. Like, are there other versions that I've seen of that? Or they just give a homeless guy money and sees what he does with it? And, like, he goes and buys stuff and hands it out to his homeless friends. Like, he bought gloves for all of his friends. Mm-hmm. That one's a little bit different because then they're not fucking with it after, right? They're, right. like, putting it in his hands. And then they're not editing the – they're editing the guys out that do go by booze because I'm sure a chunk of them do go by booze. Right. They're not showing you that. They're just showing it's the you the Jane Goodall approach. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It took me a minute, but I was like, "What is it? Aha! Mm-hmm. I got it now." Gorillas yeah. in the mist. Yeah. Uh, yes. So the Jane Goodall approach, I can get behind, but like when you start fucking with stuff and trying to like do this Inception shit, I don't like it. Yeah, not a fan. But it does get a lot of views, so stay tuned next week to when we <laughs> give give a junkie some drugs and uh, a puppy and see what he does. I don't know what that meant, really. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I just uh, really wanted to have the ball in your court talking. Uh, well, I'm after post-cough where I can't talk? Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, Dead Ringers? Dead Ringers. Give us a synopsis for Dead Ringers. Uh, a set of twins fuck the same lady and then do drugs and one kills the other? <laughs> it's Okay, I guess. Overall thoughts on Dead Ringers. Like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> like, what the fuck is up with David Cronenberg's mind? He's obsessed about the body, bro. Like, I, I, Does he just want to fuck everything? I think he does. God damn. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ. I don't think he does. I don't think this is him. I think he's, like, super uh, perplexed about people and the body and what they do and how they think about things. So what did you think about Dead Ringers? Or was that your answer? Was what the fuck's wrong with David Cronenberg? Um, I, like, I don't know. Like, I, first off, because the whole premise is it's two twins who pretend... <laughs> This is gonna be fun. Oh. Uh, this is gonna be fun it podcast. Like, it sounded like you were eating a piece of candy while you were <laughs> coughing. <You're> like, um. <laughs> <laughs> Cough it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, listeners. Uh but because it's two twins who are swapping the whole time, and really the only distinguishing really distinguishing thing is one wears glasses, but when He's not wearing his glasses. Like I, I couldn't always tell 
who it was supposed to be. It was well, like, is it supposed to be Beverly or was it supposed to be Elliot? Well, here's the other thing is they do so much pretending to be one another too. So you, and it's the same actor playing both characters. Right. So it's one actor playing Beverly pretending to be Elliot or yeah. the other way around, or it's Elliot being like, there's like in his headspace as an actor, he really had to have been thinking who he was and who he was pretending to be mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. And I f- feel like for the most part, you understand. And when you're confused, you're supposed to be confused. And, uh, I think all of those steps make sense with the way people react. And I think had I watched this looking for it, I probably could have picked up the subtleties of when he's doing each combination. Yeah. I think Elliot, when you see them together, Elliot and Beverly are distinct characters. Definitely. Yes. Yes. But the problem was a lot of the time they're trying to be one another. Exactly. Yes. So that's what I mean. There's like four different roles that uh, he was playing. So he's playing Elliot. He's playing Beverly. He's playing Beverly playing Elliot. And he's playing Elliot playing Beverly. Yeah. Beverly. Beverly. <laughs> uh, and I think he does a really good job. I think that it's it's a solid performance. It's yeah. just kind of the nature of that. Like when you're twins pretending to be one another and you're fooling one another you're going to be confusing the audience by nature as well unless you start going into like a video game thing where one of them always dresses in blue and the other always is red yeah um yeah so my first note here uh is so this movie is also about sex perverts because that seems to be like the theme recently on the podcast or, or with uh, not recently on the podcast. How about David Cronenberg? What was our What was our last sex pervert? David Cronenberg. Uh, Video drum. drum. Yep. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum and, was kind of yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was kind of like yeah. All of his characters are very very sexual. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. Existence is a sexy thing. Like it's all organic and like fingering the. The biopods. Yeah. Yeah. You basically, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, so these two characters, Beverly and Elliot, from a very long, young age, they're like, uh, yeah, vaginas, right? That's what we're going to dedicate our life to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's like, you know, we wouldn't have to have sex if we lived underwater. Like, this is a conversation of two, like, 12 year old boys. This is the opening of the movie, <laughs> the first line of the movie. <laughs> we wouldn't have to have sex if we lived underwater. Yeah. Like, yeah, I see what you're talking about. That would be more efficient. We should probably do that. They didn't think they didn't think about dolphins. Yeah, they didn't. Mm. They were twelve, bro. That's pretty advanced thoughts for a twelve year old. Yeah, but they're supposed to be super smart and like nerdy and bookish. They are, and they were. But they, they didn't think about dolphins. They got it figured out. Uh, so they end up becoming these renowned uh, gynecologists that practice gynecology and tons of research into uh, gynecological studies. Mm-hmm. They're uh, undergrads in college and invent basically what becomes the standard uh, gynecological tool for mm-hmm. um, surgical surgical use. Yeah, I don't know what it's for. I think it was just something David Cronenberg made up. Yeah, like it's like a chest spreader, but. For not the chest. Yes. What's it for? <laughs> Gross. Uh, Did you have a problem with this whole movie being very vagina centric? No, because I don't feel like I feel like because it is so medical, it's not nearly as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I this is arguably my favorite Cronenberg movie. 
Really? I mean, the fly as like on its own category, it's its own thing. Like I look at as more of more of a classic as opposed to a Cronenberg movie, if that makes any sense. I don't know. It takes a lot of the Cronenberg boxes. It does. It does. Um, but I guess if you let, let's not count that because that's everybody's go to if you had to choose. But okay. Uh, everything other than The Fly. This is probably one of my favorite ones. And it's for the same reason that I like a lot of his movies, which it's so cold. Like it is, it sounds dumb to say it's clinical because it's about a medical thing, yeah. but it's very clinical. Like there's not really human emotion in the most of this. Like we watch the two brothers' lives fall apart and we watch the end of their lives. And even then it's very cold and clinical. Like even when they're talking about their relationship, like they obviously have a bond unlike any other bond between people. Yeah. Like Elliot they, has no emotions in this whole thing. Uh, and Beverly has some. Yes. And yeah. Um, and that's not to say that they're not well-written characters or they're not well-flushed out characters. That is their character Yeah, is that they are machines. They're married to their work and they're, they're just there for one another. Right. They, they are basically one person. Yeah. Like and that's the, what they say. They reference Siamese twins. They say, um, you know, they talk about Chang and Ang who couldn't live without one another. Right. Um, but yeah, that it's the whole point is their whole lives. They've just, they, they've had each other and like, that's it. And then, you know, the whole point of the movie is, you know, then along comes Claire. And for the first time, Beverly is trying to be a person, mm-hmm. not just a part of the twins yeah they very much define their own roles in creating that one person one Mm -hmm. is the outgoing uh personality of the two Mm -hmm. and the other one is kind of the mind and the worker it's like multiplicity okay yep so (laughs) that's basically what it is it's like the the it's like the og multiplicity right Mm -hmm. one's the worker. great movie one's number two (laughs) right yeah one's number two who just works and works and works um but uh yeah, to the point where he's out getting the chicks, he has his way with them, and then he hands them over to his brother so that he can sleep with them, and he pretends to be him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure David Cronenberg doesn't actually understand human emotion. I That could definitely be part of it, like, for sure. That might be why they're so cold and like that. He's, yeah. he, he's Jane Goodall in this, trying to figure this out. Like, yeah. you said he's a pervert. I think it might be the opposite. I think he might be totally asexual. Maybe. And has no concept of like, why are you guys wanting to, you're wanting to put that body part in that body part? Why is this thing appealing? Yeah. Why, why is, why is this lump not appealing if those two lumps are appealing? I don't understand it. So he's mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. So he, that might just be it. That he's could be. You totally, could just totally psychoanalyzed. Yes. Figured him out. Yeah. But yeah, so they uh, examine Claire and then Elliot takes her out. Cool. That's real professional. Uh, and then basically throws her back to Beverly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because that's what he does. He yeah. throws her Yeah, this isn't the first the time. This is, yes, this is, yeah. this is their routine. Right. And so Beverly kind of basically falls in love with her and wants to continue to date her. Goes on and on and on. And eventually she finds out, like, that, uh, they're twins and knows what they did right and like any sane person she's just like fuck both of you i'm out yeah makes sense yeah and then like the next you know couple weeks later or whatever he just beverly just happens to run into her at some in the back of some weird art gallery 
and she's just like, sure, come. Why don't you come back to my place? I don't. I don't think that's that out of the norm. Like you, you forget about things. Like yeah, but it's like yeah, sure. Like uh, you know, what what the hell did we fight about? Dishes? Oh man, that's stupid. Let's you know, let's try to work those out. Oh, what did we fight about? Oh, you were letting your brother fuck me. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is. I think that's a little different. <laughs> it is a little bit different. Uh, not to her. She's good with it. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> brother fucking and dishes, same thing. Yeah. Um. So, Elliot ends up uh, getting addicted pretty hard to some drugs. I thought it was Beverly. Beverly. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Because it's the 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 one that's doing all the work ends up getting addicted to drugs pretty hard mm-hmm. uh and he starts getting super paranoid and he's talking about mutant women but elliot is the one that gives them to her gives them to him the first time yes yep uh because she is legitimately have problems claire does right but uh, he, he gets them from claire for claire and also <clears throat> for beverly yes and then gets them hooked yes um so he goes on this pretty quick downward spiral, downward spiral. Like uh, very quick. Yes. Um, and his, the, the medical uh, community or his medical uh, uh, career and his brothers start getting in jeopardy to the point uh, it culminates with him going to some, a machinist. Is that, is that who you he, go to? He it was a, a guy who like uh, a tool and die guy. No, he he was an artist who worked with metal. Oh, that's right, because they ended up at a gallery. Yeah. So it's an artist that works with metal, and he ends up having him make uh, these gynecological tools for mutant women, mm-hmm. which are just as Cronenbergian in design as you would think, right? Yeah. Uh, and he goes to use them on a woman during a procedure and almost kills her. Yeah. Uh, and that's the moment when they're like, you two brothers have got some fucked up stuff going on. Well, he was about to use them on her, but instead passed out on top of her. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, he did some, though. He used them because she was bleeding and stuff. Yeah. So he started to use it. It basically looked like uh, a metallic Freddy Krueger finger, right? Yeah. That, like, you would do some rippage, some tearage. It was, it was like a... Uh uh, a crab claw or not a crab claw a crab leg sure it had the little yeah. tip at the that's end exactly what it was yeah uh, and they end up being told uh, yeah don't come to the hospital again you crazy motherfuckers mm-hmm. so Elliot decides the best thing that he can do to get them in sync is to hurry up and get addicted to drugs as well so that their bodies can yeah. be in sync well, simultaneously detoxing Beverly yeah so one's on his way up the other's on his way down and they go up to meet in the middle they meet in the middle, uh, and then they just ride that chute back all the way down to the bottom together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you think Cronenberg, you think body horror and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's really only one real instance in this, and that's in a dream. Yeah. Where they're basically Siamese twins attached weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very Chang and, then, and Ang yeah, is what it is. Claire goes to, like, he starts eating it. Yeah. It's weird. That might be true that that's the only Cronenbergian visual, but this whole thing is all about yeah. v- vaginas and, and, and things like that. So I think it's there throughout. Vaginas and things like that. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. what it's about. That's what life's about, All those man. vaginas and vagina-like substances. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. So they end up deciding, uh, Elliot's like, uh, you know what? I guess I'll just sacrifice myself for both of us. So we can't go on like this together. Well, he, they say that they're Siamese twins. Mm-hmm. And the instruments are to separate Siamese twins. And so that's what he does. He separates the Siamese twins. Uh, <laughs> killing him. Yeah. He just, like, does a vivisection. Yeah. What's the verb of vivisection? Vivisected? He is vivisected. Mm-hmm. I am vivisecting. Mm-hmm. I'm vivisecting you. <laughs> vivisect me. Vivisect? Yeah, vivisect would be a verb. Mm-hmm. He cuts the shit out of him. Yeah, with the little <laughs> crab claw thing. Yeah, but luckily... He ends up being fine and like goes to call Claire and all is a happy ending in this Cronenberg movie, right? Uh, I don't, I'm trying to remember. Okay. So he leaves. He calls Claire. Yeah. Hangs up hangs on her. Up and then goes and passes out like on top of his yep, body. He just lays in his arms and yep. presumably dies. Just like Chang and Ang. Yep. That's your feel good movie. Woo. What'd you think? Dead Ringers. I don't, I don't, it it felt really long. Like I kept checking the time. It was two hours. It's a little long. It's a, yeah, it could, it could use a good trimming. It could use a good trimming. Uh, but I feel, in my opinion, I feel like it's, it's, it's like so cold and clinical and it's not about much, but it's about a whole lot. Uh, and I love it. Like it's, for me, it's the same, the same thing as like Dario Argento. Like you have to go in with like this, this mind for, of uh, knowing that it's it's not going to be this this uh, you know it's not going to follow the traditional patterns of a narrative film. Yeah, it's not quite uh, mother that it doesn't no. follow any rules, but it definitely isn't uh, your standard blockbuster movie with Dwayne Johnson that uh, is going to hit all those big. Beats. That was kind of my thought during the whole thing. Like both of these movies was like, is this what movies were in the eighties? Like, no, it's not. But like, uh, you know, well, Crash was nineteen ninety six. Yeah, but like Jeremy Irons, like he's gonna be Scar in The Lion King, and he's also gonna be the dude from Dead Ringers. Like in nineteen ninety six, James Spader and Holly Hunter were all on board doing Crash. Like, but I don't know. It, yeah, but I think at that time, David Cronenberg was uh, Aronofsky. Like he was that name that was popular enough to be popular but still away from the mainstream enough to be like saying something and and doing something different i don't know i feel like before mother aronofsky only had one kind of f film like all the rest were like really good i'm not saying that and that f film a lot of people really like so i'm saying that that it's off center it's not the norm is is my is my thing that i'm saying here it's not it's not saying it's good or bad. I'm saying it's popular. It's as popular as it gets while still being on the fringe. Okay. So Dead Ringers is one of my favorite uh Cronenberg movies. Cool. Yep. Um but I do feel like it could use a good good little trimmer. Yeah. Cut some of the fat out. The little uh, crab claw thingy. Um were you shocked by the passing of uh somebody that I know is near and dear to your heart this week? Today even? Somebody died today? Mm-hmm. Who died today? Lorraine Warren died. 
the woman uh, that like uh, inspired the Conjuring movies and oh. Amityville Horror and things. Like I'm like obviously my Facebook feed is filled with like horror related things, right? And that mm-hmm. should make a horror related news site. But what really bothers me is how many people are like acting like Wes Craven died or somebody, right? And I'm yeah. like, this woman was a scam artist yeah. who took advantage of a shitload of people. I'm not happy she died. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I think for the world of horror, she added a lot as far as narrative goes uh, and supplying content, but totally went about it the wrong way. Right. <laughs> like, right. So I have been uncomfortable with like seeing like this heartfelt, not like I want people dancing on her grave, but I'm like, you should probably hold back your, your really, uh, gushing about this person and maybe mm-hmm. just pick some random person that's got a half a dozen people at their funeral and just direct some kindness their way. Yeah. It's like, uh, R. Kelly died. That's weird. Ignition remix is real good, but he didn't actually die. Just saying it would be this, like the same thing. Who? R. Kelly? Yeah. Isn't that the guy that's peeing on kids? Yeah. Well, I think I'd be okay with him dying. Hmm. I feel like you should have chose somebody a little. No, I guess it is about. This is controversial. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, here's this thing that they did that's great that we we can all say we like, and then here's this other side of them. We're like, I, no, don't please don't please don't be that person. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like R. Kelly's thing really outweighs her negative thing, but I guess if you're the people whose lives she really impacted and took advantage of, yeah, probably impact you pretty good. I think I'm still going to go with Arkell being the dirtier dirtbag in, that, I, in I, that mix. I'm just going to say they're both bad. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, like, the Conjuring universe is, like, other than the MCU, it's the only thriving, like, multi-film universe out there. Mm. They're still saying they're doing a Maniac Cop rebate. That's not a universe. Those, <laughs> those are sequels. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but this is true. you have yeah, the Conjuring yeah, yeah. movies, yeah. the Annabelle movies, the Nun. Like, uh, isn't uh, Harry Potter? Isn't that okay. Fantastic Beast sure. part of Harry Potter verse? Yeah, but those movies kind of suck. Isn't Hunger Games? Doesn't that have? They don't have spinoffs. They don't. No. What are like the Deception? Aren't there other like the Maze Runner? Isn't that all tied to Hunger Games, or is it no. just knockoffs? It's, they're all just like there was a bunch of YA, YA universes kind of around. Oh, okay. And we're going to, after Hunger Games, we're like, oh, every YA trilogy needs a movie. Okay. So that, so I'm wrong, but Divergence it, they are, is what you were thinking of. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. But they're lumped into the same target audience and. Would right. Be they're the not same, the same universe at all. But they'd be the same genre. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Um,. We watched another Cronenberg movie. We did. We watched Crash. Yes. Synopsis on Crash. Uh, dude gets into a car accident and like simultaneously pops a boner. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, these two things go together. <laughs> and then what's he do? Uh, then he like really, really goes all in on that. He does, man. Like, this is what I would do if I got into a car accident. Like, he, he just ran full steam ahead and finds, like, this this underground sex and car wreck ring. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Are there, is there one in every city? Or did this just dude just get totally lucky? Well, I mean, he's in New York, right, or something? Yeah, it's a so, big city. 
Yeah, eight million people. Overall thoughts on Crash? Um, I liked it. It's fucked up, but the, we're watching Cronenberg movies, so <laughs> that's a prerequisite. Like you know that going in. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's really weird and also very emotionally clinical. It is so emotionally clinical, but it's all like I love this movie because I watch it like I watch like eight millimeter. Like, what are these people doing? Why? What would position? Why are you doing that? Yeah. But I also can't argue with it because this movie could totally be real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I suppose Dead Ringers could be, but to even more extent, this feels more real to me uh, than the other. So uh, we've got James Spader. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's looking uh, super young and dapper and professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets into a car wreck yeah. with his wife. And uh, he gets into the car wreck and he looks out and he sees the woman across from him and she's like taking her shirt off and her boobs are hanging out and everything. Yeah. And he's like, kind of like this car wreck thing. This is pretty awesome. Well, he gets into the car wreck alone. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, the guy, yeah, he head on collision. Dude goes through the windshield uh into James Spader's passenger seat and uh he's like wow that's fucked up and then looks up yeah and uh she's all like yeah mm so glad my husband's dead <laughs> uh he ends up in the hospital for a while mm-hmm. is this where he gets the hand job which hand job he gets a hand job by his wife mm-hmm. uh where she's describing the car wreck yeah to him mm-hmm. and she's describing like the blood on the windshield and stuff mm-hmm. and he is loving it yeah except doesn't he like shoo her away at the end before i think so but i think this is still when he's wrestling like i shouldn't be getting a boner because of a car wreck mm. also he runs into the lady in the hallway and that shouldn't be a thing you would think the hospital would be like let's not put the lady and the dude who killed her husband on the same floor this is 1996 they're like just now made people stop smoking in the hospital okay (laughs) (laughs) they haven't got that figured out yet yeah but she's hanging out Mm -hmm. with uh elias costellas costias uh casey jones casey jones (laughs) casey jones i was like joe Casey That's Jones. Not Joe. Nope. Casey Jones. Who, My brain is. Who is such an amazing. I've said this before. He's in so much stuff and he is an amazing actor. Yeah. I love him so much. He's mm-hmm. so great in everything. He's fantastic in this. Yeah. He's great in everything he does. But yeah, yeah in this, he's fantastic. Uh, because again, he is so cold and selfish. Uh, you're talking about Vaughn, right? I'm sorry. You're talking about Vaughn or are you talking about Elias Costeas? Yes, him. Elias, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess everybody is though, but everybody knows that they're being selfish. Like they're right. using. You're talking about of... Vaughn the character, not Elias the actor. No, yeah, I'm talking about okay. Vaughn the character. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know anything about that about him. Like he's a character actor, is all I know. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's there and he's wearing a medical gown or medical outfit. He's wearing the coat. Scrubs, yeah. And uh, he like checks out James Spader's legs and everything. You're like, oh, this guy's a fucking doctor. Guess yeah. what? He ain't no fucking doctor. No. He's a crash test pervert mm-hmm. uh because we see him and this is my favorite this is my favorite scene like he ends up they they hook up together not yet not, <laughs> they don't really not hook up that yet. way not yet uh but they're uh elias Cos- costellas cosias costeas i think costeas uh is 
He's got uh, an old 1950s uh, dragster style car, and he's doing the speech about. Oh, it's the it's the the Porsche Spider. Yes, the James Dean. The James Dean uh, died in, yeah. and he's talking in detail, step by step, everything that happened, how he died, his last moments, and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they recreate the wreck that killed him. Yeah, he's like, and and as to recreate it fully, none of us are wearing pads or. Or a no, helmet or no anything. Belts, nothing. And they recreate the crash that, that killed. No roll bars or anything. Yep. Yeah. They recreate the crash. So it's him, uh, his other friend that's super and into this shit. he's in the passenger shit. seat of the Porsche. Yes. Uh, and they recreate this crash. Yeah. And he gets out and he's all fucked up, but he still goes to talk about this mm-hmm. is what happened next and this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And there's an audience for this, the people that want to get off on seeing these car wrecks and stuff. Yeah. And that to me is like the most insane thing. Like it's trying fascinating. To, trying to get in the headspace of these people that would be wanting to watch this or go through it and do it, right? And spoiler, the dude that's driving ends up going full flight. Like Elias uh, is uh, like next one that he wanted to do was this big famous wreck in which guy was decapitated and the dogs died and everything, right? lady, yeah. Uh, and he goes through with it. So he ends up getting decapitated, like to fulfill this final, mm-hmm. final thing. Right. And like that, get putting yourself in that headspace is terrifying and fascinating and exhilarating and terrifying and terrifying. Like I, I don't, we, I don't like, I've never even had sex in public. Like I, there's never, I've never been like, I need to fuck so hard right now that, I'm willing to put myself in danger. Mm-hmm. Like that is never a thought that's crossed my no. mind. Or, or even when does it stop being sex and the danger is what turns into sex? Like what's, it's a chicken and the egg thing, right? Like right. is he, you know, it's like you hear about serial killers that ejaculate when they cut into somebody and things like that. Like it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that I've heard of absolutely those specific yeah, it's like when they're killing somebody, they'll eject, like that's a big thing. Like mm. it's so sexual for them as they're stabbing somebody, they'll they'll ejaculate and they'll climax while they're doing it. Like it's not actually anything there's no direct sexual stimulation. Um Yeah. Weird. Um and I just can't wrap my head around that. Yeah. But again, that would be amazing. Like if all I had to do is like feel change in my pocket and then I could just <laughs> go. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be incredible. You'd just be like, Russ, why are you rolling those pennies around your hand? Like, just one second. Just one second. Sure. That wouldn't be great. I I don't know. Because then, like, so I've always had this thing in my mind where it's like, I'm never going to try autoerotic asphyxiation mm-hmm. because you have three possibilities, right? You're like, ah, oh, this is not for me. Which is your best possible outcome, right? Mm-hmm. The second outcome is that was amazing, and this is going to be the only way I'm going to come for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Or the third possible outcome is oops. <laughs> I don't think you say oops. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't think that like I would want to be like, oh, you know, whenever there's change in my pocket, I just blow it real hard. No, I don't think I would enjoy that. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I you know, know. cuz you know, what if you're at the zoo with your kid and then they're like, "Ah, 
we want one of those smashed pennies. And you're like, oh, okay, let me just reach. Oh, God. <laughs> Daddy, what just happened? <laughs> I feel like I feel like you could turn it off and on. I think the point is you can't. Yeah, that's probably true. Maybe there might be a flaw in my thing. Yeah. Maybe it would have to be something that you don't do that often. Like if I just put a penny in my ear, right? So I could do it anytime I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm having a stressful day at work. I just step into a bathroom stall and stick a penny in my ear. And then it's all over with. But then I also just never have to worry about, like, somebody bumping into me and sticking a penny in my ear at the grocery store. I mean, if you're willing to go into the bathroom at work and stick a penny in your ear, why not just jerk off at work? That's illegal, bro. It's not illegal to stick a penny in my ear. And, like, I don't know. There might be flaws with my things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I don't want, I don't. Anyway. I have my own buttons, they're, they're fine, <laughs> they work for me. Okay. I don't uh, need a penny in the ear button, too. Uh, so, James Spader, like, keeps getting deeper and deeper into this group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up going with uh, Elias and they get tattooed together. Yeah. Uh, and that ends up amazing for both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what happens They're really there? excited about those tattoos they just got yes very excited how excited uh okay so that's that's the very end of the movie i'm gonna go back to so okay so the first start of the start of this movie is uh his wife is getting fucked by somebody else and he's fucking somebody else and so like right off the bat you know the the arrangement in their marriage right uh and so I don't remember if this was right after the the James Dean crash or whatever, but there's a point where he's fucking his wife and she's just talking about Elias Coteus's penis. Oh, yeah. And then she just, ke- she says anus like 17 times. Yeah, she says anus. And I'm just like, stop saying anus. Yeah, she's like, what do you want to see his anus? Do you want to put your penis in his anus? And like, there's nothing... I feel like less sexy than like if you're if you're fucking like why would like no like say ass mm-hmm. or asshole yes or cock and dick something there's nothing less sexy than the word penis yeah or anus yes I agree this scene could have went with more asshole <laughs> instead yes. of anus. I hundred percent agree. So, the, so the idea, but it's is, the clinicalness of of Carver, yeah. I don't I know, but they're but they're very much so. It's starting to show like his the disregard for orientation, right? Like that's right. not a thing. I don't give a shit about orientation. I give yeah. a shit about a body, right? So she's like, this Elias is pretty fucking cool. Do you want to suck his cock or penis? Do you want to suck yep. his penis? Do you want to have stick you ever, your penis? Have you, suck, have you ever sucked a man's penis? Yes. Um, you know, and they're both getting off on this concept, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. There's definitely a lot of anus. Too yeah. much anus. She says it like 20 times in a row. <laughs> it's really disturbing. It is. In the in the wrong way. Yeah. But apparently he did want his anus because uh, he makes that happen. Yeah. Um, but again, I think this is like super fascinating. It's not like, oh, he's gay all of a sudden. No. No. It's, it's not, not about at all that. about that. Yeah. It's about the fact that they it's flesh. It's mm-hmm. skin. That's all that they care about, right? They want to see scars, they want to see injuries, they want to see 
the pain. They want to see those things. Yeah. And it just so happens that that's attached to a man. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's skin. There's a lady that's uh, in leg braces that has a huge scar on the back of her thigh. Mm-hmm. And man, he makes out with that scar and like, I thought he was going to fuck it for a second. I thought he did fuck it. Did he? Yeah, he fucks it. He Is fucks he... the big scar in her leg. She puts the leg straight up and then he fucks her big mm. hole in her leg. It's exactly okay. what happens. That's why it's on the cover of the of the movie. Mm. Okay. Yeah, he fucks that hole. Well, then that's leg. even more fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think about when I think about this movie is that scene where he screws the big hole in her leg mm. because she was in a car wreck, right? Like that was her thing. She was in a she, car wreck. She <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's how words work, right? Um, but that's basically the whole movie is just watching James Spader's descent into this bizarre uh, subculture. Right. Why does his wife get dragged in? I don't even understand that. I think because they were always kind of nymphoy to begin with. Sure, right? but then she starts getting into it, and then the very end, like um, Elias Costas is like chasing them, and then he wrecks and dies, and they get his car back and uh, fix it up, and then they play their little game where he runs her off the road, and then she's he's like are you hurt and she's like i don't think so and then he's like maybe next time and then it ends with them fucking in the middle of the car wreck well i think that's kind of the point it's like it's like russian roulette with a car and they're getting off on that right but his like well maybe next time maybe next time you'll is is she hoping to die is she hoping to get some gnarly fucking scars? What? I don't understand. I don't think it's either one. I think it's going through and then that, like, I think they're probably happy that it didn't happen, mm. but it's that release of not getting it right. I guess. Like, I've never played Russian roulette and nor lost. Do I, I'm either, but nor do <laughs> I hope to. No, but, but I think that's the idea when you do it is like, you've done it and you've came away okay right like that's the why people bungee jump or whatever right sure but bungee jumping is like for pussies <laughs> no it's like we know that this is mostly safe yes but you're gonna get the thrill of you know but then until you don't man but then it's like you know the people who are like yeah base jumping is for or you know, bungee jumping is for pussies I'm going to base jump, right? Yeah, and then you go to the next thing, and you got to go to the next thing. It's these highs, right, you can't live up to. And I think that's the idea is there eventually, you know, there's going to be that bolt in the chamber, and that's what happened to Elias is he ended up getting killed. Did he actually want to get killed? I don't think so. I think he wanted to get so close to getting killed that he could be thrilled about it next time, that look how close I got to dying that I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's fascinating. I it's, I think these two are a really good double feature to really understand sure. how little you understand about Cronenberg. Right, because these are like the Cron- they're, they're the definitely Cronenberg, but not what you think about with Cronenberg. Yeah, I really dig these two a lot. Yeah, what did you think about Crash? Any other thoughts? Uh, oh. I, I enjoyed it. I think it, good performances. Crash real and fucked Ringers. up, and yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Crash. I'm going to go with Crash as well. As much as I like Dead Ringers, I think Crash uh, is a half hour shorter, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, there is a little bit more going to, uh, into it as far as the psychology of things, and it is a bigger thing. And I think as opposed to being one or two people's obsession, 
uh, this is about a subculture that probably really exists. Probably. It's like the people who want to fuck a bridge or something. Like, yeah. I don't understand that. But yeah. you know what? You do you. At least these people are fucking people, right? Yeah. Adult people. Yes. That's so, always important. So. Um, Consenting yeah. adult people. Yeah, it's crazy. Next week? <laughs> yeah, consent is crazy. <laughs> Next, Next week. week. First movie. Uh, this movie... Uh, I read this book. Do you remember me talking about Ghost Virus? Mm, Ghost Virus was a nope. book that I was contractually obligated to read and review that I really didn't like. It was about shirts and laundry coming alive. Okay, I'm vaguely remembering this now. So this is by that author. So okay. I read a book by that author. It was kind of his bread and butter book, right? If uh, if it was Stephen King, it would be his It, right? I guess Stephen King has a lot of those books. Yeah, you, you can't That's say bad, that. That was a bad example. Yeah, it was a bad example. This is his go-to. Okay, this is the one everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an older movie was based off of his old book. I read this book, and I was like, I got to go see this movie. And then it was not available anywhere. Then finally, Scream Factory just released it on Blu-ray. And I was like, I got to see this movie. I read the crazy-ass book. Let's see what they did with the movie. All right. First movie. First movie based off a crazy-ass book. Evil does not die. It waits to be reborn. It's a lot of ellipses in that tagline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Curtis? Wow. Uh, the Manitou. 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 So uh, it's... Uh, what a, I, I think that's a woman on like a hospital bed. But then there's like a smoky background and like a head coming out. It's not a whole lot on the cover, mm-hmm. uh, but it is definitely creepy. It will have your own skin crawling. That's a weird tagline. Uh, all right, the Manitou. Okay, what's on our back cover? The back cover has obviously it's the lady that's in the hospital bed. Uh. Is this an exorcism or something? She's being held down and then just two people talking. Uh, Okay. So what's the movie going to be about? uh, Something medical. Some, like... uh, This is going to be about a lady who uh, goes into the hospital... Uh, for a simple procedure, mm-hmm. but then comes out. Turns out they uh, they surgically implanted a ghost into her, and now it it, it it wants out. I like it. That's a good good little concept right there. Yeah, we'll find out if you're right next week. Okay, second movie. If not, we'll we should write that. Second movie. Second movie. Ah, this is something that uh. uh I appreciated the spirit of, so I really wanted to see it, but also it looked gross, so I didn't want to see it. But now I've gotten past the grossness. Mm-hmm. Like th- this, the this the this podcast has kind of calloused my brain a bit. Good. So <laughs> built up a little barrier. I know you'd said that you wanted to see this, so mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to make sure it got in the rotation. Uh, Ken Marino, Gillian Jacobs, embrace your inner demon. It's Bad Milo. I love Ken Marino. I, I don't know him from anything. I, to me, 
he looks like cheap Ray Romano. Okay. Sure. So what do you know him from? Uh, he was in the state. Okay. Uh, the Which state, state? The state was a comedy group that um, the Reno 911 people came out of. Um, a lot of, it was uh, a sketch TV show on MTV and it was, it was great. Um, uh, he was the, I want to dip my balls in it guy. He had a recurring character who would show up and everyone would be like, ah, it's the guy. And then they would just be like, hey, hey, what, what do you think about the salsa? And he'd be like, I don't know. I want to dip my balls in it. And it sounds stupid. And You're it right. is. <laughs> but it was great. Okay. I'll have to take your word for that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I think I think he has like a, like an ass demon or something. Okay. I don't ass know. Ass demon. Uh, yeah. Bad. Uh, it's a baby or something. Like, I don't remember. It's birthed somehow, whether uh, in a regular way or an ass way. A little uh, ass birthing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like it, be, it like attacks, and so they have to defend against it. Good. Justin, what else you got for us? Ah, uh, fuck my voice. 